0: You are listening to The Exchange on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. My name is Doria and I'm here with Maurice Moore. He's an up-and-coming R&B artist from Ottawa, Canada. And I'm really excited to be interviewing him because I actually really enjoy your music. So I'm so excited to be talking to you, Maurice. Wow, that's amazing.
1: That's so ha- I'm so happy to hear that.
0: Okay, so let's get into it. My first question is, what were songs that were the soundtrack to your childhood like are there any songs that you remember listening to growing up that you would say shaped you as an artist
1: definitely i mean for me i listened to actually a lot of shania twain was really big on my playlist and um country music in general has always been something that i've been very inspired by and like it's a very early memory for me in music is listening to shania twain forever and always which is it's like the first musical memory i can really think of when i'm when I'm thinking about music,
0: what's funny is I actually wrote down. I was going to ask you about Shania Twain and the Spice Girls <laughs> because oh, I saw yes. that you, yeah, uh, I, I saw that it. you liked them. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, definitely. You know, both both those both, both, both Spice Girls I grew up listening to, and I remember when I was a kid, I used to pretend I was in the Spice Girls <laughs> performing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really getting into it. Um, and back back in those days, I had no idea that music would end up. Um, becoming my career, I just, you know, was really inspired by the things that the Spice Girls and Shimmer Twain did. Um, and they really, you know, allowed me to connect with music in a personal way.
0: Yeah, that's dope. And I also did my research and I found out you started writing raps when you were in middle school. Do you remember any of them? <laughs>
1: um, you know what? I think the first song I ever did um, was in seventh grade and it was called I Love You Still. And I, I wish I remembered all the words. But I just remember it was about my first heartbreak, and it was... Oh no, uh,
0: <laughs> <It's> seventh grade? <laughs> it was
1: very deep at the time.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. And I also know that you played football. You actually ended up playing as a running back at Cho in Connecticut, which is a really great school. At what point did you realize that music was at the forefront of your mind and you weren't going to pursue football as a career?
1: Um, You know, I think at the time I was very much, you know, I think I was too young to realize that, you know, sometimes you can you can balance all of your passions, and that was always a big goal of mine, was to be able to pursue football and music. Um, but at some point, you know, my passion for the game kind of dwindled, and um, music kind of took the, the forefront. And that was while I was, you know, things were starting to pick up with my music career around 2014, um, which was when I started at Show And... just kind of started changing in my mind and I I was thinking about music while I was on the field and my mind was just always on the music Uh, but you know in the future for myself you know I I, you never know what what can happen and I I still I still train as though you know I gotta play ball tomorrow Um, and it's still a big passion of mine so I feel like I'm still kind of doing the balancing act of both a little bit I love that
0: that's cool and then also how did you end up winning an art grant from the city of Ottawa
1: yeah, so our city, we have, um, we have grants. Um, most cities do, so for anybody listening who, who might be trying to get their music off the ground or their business, um, you know, look around because there's, there's lots of money out there for, for you guys to get. That's just free. And most of the time it just takes a business plan, which is what I did. I was going into high school at the time, I think I was 13, um, and I applied with my city, and they gave me uh, three grants to start my studio, which isn't an insane amount by any means, but, you know, it really catapulted my career because that's how I started learning how to really refine my skills when I was in that studio that was built with grant money, and it became my, my business, and it really taught me how to create music with, with, with the comfort of my own space.
0: And what was the process like of converting your basement into a professional studio?
1: <laughs> it was intense. I learned a lot. You know, that was like real family bonding between me and my grandpa at the time because we did it together and, uh, and my stepdad. And we just, yeah, it was like real man bonding, you know, that, that traditional classic man-on-man bonding. And it was, it was something that really, you know, intertwined that space with this feeling of home. So in that studio, you know, there's just an energy of this just feels like home, you know. It's built by people that I really care about and that I love. Um, so anytime I step in that room, that energy immediately, you know, comes in.
0: I love that. And you started utilizing SoundCloud in 2015. How did that help jumpstart your career?
1: You know, at the time, I was just messing around. I was working on music, and we just throw it up on SoundCloud. And I remember one of my songs ended up just sneaking away with a whole bunch of, whole bunch of plays. And I think it was The Loudest Silence, actually. Um, and it just took off. And, you know, I used to do tons of collaborations on, on SoundCloud, and that got me a decent little buzz. But The Loudest Silence was... Really, the moment that I think uh, I got on a lot of people's people's radar, and that was definitely early in my early in the SoundCloud days, like 2015. Um, so it's really cool to you know see how how much music has evolved since that time. But SoundCloud, at, at one point, was really the the best platform to discover new music.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, because I know I didn't discover you on SoundCloud, but I discovered artists like Kehlani on SoundCloud, and you actually were able to meet and collaborate with her um, after the first time you performed at South by Southwest. So how did the song Awesome come about?
1: Well, Awesome, well, you know, Kehlani and I, um, around that time period, you know, got really, really close. She became a great friend of mine. And we, we kind of would mob together just as, as like a, as like a unit, like a squad, almost like a TDE type energy. And we were all just kind of, it was myself, Kehlani, Ombre, Martine, um, and a couple other artists. And we would just kind of mob together. Um, and one day, you know, we we were talking about collaborating and I sent her this record and she was in New York and, uh. She sent me back the verse the same night, and I was just, I knew it was special immediately. And we got mad excited about it, and uh, we put it out last year during my Sunday Gem series.
0: Oh, man, that's amazing. My introduction to music was actually your project, Amber Room. So oh. my first question about that is, what exactly is the Amber Room, and where is it, if it's an actual place?
1: So the Amber Room is actually, it, it is an actual thing that existed um, during the Second World War. It's basically this this room that was made out of gold and everything from the chairs the tables the ceilings you know everything was made out of gold and it was you know a spectacle it was a beautiful thing um, but during the second world war the nazis actually seized the amber room um, and now it's considered one of the, the, you know, the biggest hidden treasures of the world um, because actually no one knows where it is anymore, which is <laughs> crazy. Um, but I think when I when I heard about the Amber Room, that really clicked in my head and almost became symbolic of this treasure hunt that I felt like I was on in my own life, um, trying to find meaning and try to find who I was um, and trying to really connect with who I am and who I want to be. And that album was me really exploring that. And um, yeah, the Amber Room kind of became this treasure hunt. I felt like the Amber Room was like the pinnacle state of mind of like being perfectly in alignment with who you are and who you want to become.
0: I love that you incorporated a historical element into your music. That's pretty dope. But, um... <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> the first song that introduces us to the album is June 21st. So I wanted to know what is significant about that date for you?
1: Well, you know, Amber Room was it was definitely um, a very exciting project to make. There was a lot of emotions going on during that time. Um, a lot of them were, you know, exciting, romantic feelings, you know, new love. And this June 21st is that the first day of summer, um, and this kind of project kind of wrapped around the theme of a summer love, and that was kind of the undertone throughout the project. So that that song kind of kicks us off. Sets the tone. This is where we are. Imagine you're June 21st and you're going for a late night drive. And I kind of just want to teleport you into that energy for a moment.
0: Oh, I love that. And then I have kind of a corny question that I came up with. One of the songs is called Dancing on the Moon. So I wanted to know if you were to somehow, some random way, be ending up on the moon, what song would you dance to there?
1: Oh, that's a dope question. No, I love that.
0: (laughs) No, it's so corny.
1: (laughs) You know what? Ah, That's a tough question, but I, I definitely would probably... Select a little, you know, Shania Twain. Oh, man, you
0: go hard for her, man. (laughs) That's your girl.
1: I do. I really do.
0: One of my favorite songs on that project is Brave, Time Traveling, because I feel like it's so raw. And so wow. I wanted to know, what headspace were you in when you recorded that?
1: You know, Brave was, um, I think I originally heard that beat when I was at a studio in L.A. with a producer named Mars Today, who's a really dope producer from the Bay. I mean, he played me that, and I just instantly knew. I, I just knew I had to had to do something on that, and I didn't I didn't do anything to it immediately in that session. But I took it home with me, and uh, I sat on that beat for a couple months. And then one day, you know, I, I was going through my folders, and I just clicked it, and it all hit me all at once. That whole song came out of me in in a freestyle, just almost instantly. It was it was you know sometimes you have musical moments where it just comes out so naturally. And Brave was definitely one of them. I don't think I was in any particular headspace, but you know that's the thing about making it making, you know, real bodies of work is I find it's, it's often a time for me to explore myself and explore my own healing and things that I need to you know, learn in my life and sometimes it just comes out in the form of, of the exact words that you need to hear, so I think I was just yeah, I was just kind of getting something off my chest, off my soul.
0: I feel that but also in that song there was uh, lyrics where you um, said that you were feeling drained and you also considered retiring at 19, so how did you keep yourself motivated in that when you were in that uh, space of your life,
1: um, you know that time period. You know, when I when I think about it now in hindsight, I feel like I've drastically evolved from that point in time. And I think back then I was I was feeling like under pre- appreciated, under recognized. But I think that really just came from a lack of of genuine confidence in who I was. And so at the time, I was feeling drained. I felt like you know i wasn't fully in alignment and that really bothered me because um i'm used to being just always up and ready to go and super motivated um but i think during that time period it was it was exactly that journey that i was talking about of really feeling like i'm i'm learning things and it's it's forcing me to really go through my pain and my my trauma that i've yet to deal with and really face those things head on um and that was motivating in and of itself because I'm just obsessed with progress. Like, I'm obsessed with getting better. And that was the perfect opportunity to get better. So I jumped at it, and that was enough motivation for me.
0: Yeah, I love that in that song, you were so open and honest about how you, how you were feeling because a lot of college students can relate to being in a space where you just feel like, am I ever going to get this degree? Is this ever going to end? Like, what's it all for? So I know I um, uh, I appreciate that song from that perspective, for sure. That's
1: incredible. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And then, um, so your new project uh, is called Destination Unknown. And I know that you have a track with that same name as well, but what made you decide that that was going to be the titular track? Like, what made you say this is going to be the name of the EP?
1: Um, You know, I think the moment that that song came into this world, (laughs) I knew it was special. Originally, it was just bass guitar and my voice. Um, And that's how I originally wrote the song, And it was like that for about a year, actually, almost a year before it actually came out from the time it was made. And wow, like I just remember hearing those words and there wasn't much thought that went into those lyrics. It just like like I said, it just came out. It just came out so naturally. Um, And once I heard it back, I knew it was connecting with something deep inside of me. And I knew that it was it was a, a deeper message that needed, you know, people needed to hear. So I felt like that was a perfect backdrop kind of for the rest of the the project and kind of could really be the umbrella for a lot of different themes.
0: Mm. And in the the video for Destination Unknown, um, with the intro, it kind of starts out with you looking at your phone and it's like you're hearing the negative voices and you're seeing the opinions of people um, on what I'm assuming is social media. So how have you been able to block out the naysayers and like keep it pushing?
1: Yeah, that's that's an incredible question. I, I think this this past year really taught me that I anything I do really only has to make sense to me, you know. All the decisions that I make, you know, if I feel like I'm in alignment, then I know I'm in the right place and and the, the key is really, you know, you have to really trust your vision and you have to love yourself. And I think I've taken a lot of steps in the past year to really Really love myself, and so it allows me to just understand that sometimes people are not going to understand my vision, or they might not get it yet. But that's okay because I know my potential, and I know what I'm capable of. And so I just got to go out and do what I got to do, regardless of what anyone thinks. Um, I just got to stay in alignment with who I am and who I want to be.
0: That's an amazing perspective. Uh, what do you want people to see in you that you feel like they don't see on the surface?
1: Um. I think R&B music, um, it has a, has a tendency to, you know, kind of turn people into a caricature of, you know, just like the romance and all those things. And I think all those things are definitely true to who I am, but I think I would love for people to understand um, that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a human being that is complex, just like everybody, and I'm excited to go on this journey with the world and, and reveal all of who I am. I don't even really like to talk about it. I just like to go and live my life, and, and I, I hope that, you know, the world can watch it all unfold.
0: And what is your favorite song on the EP right now?
1: Right now, I'd probably say um, Cut Me Loose.
0: Yeah? Why is yeah, that? Yeah, Cut Me
1: Loose. Why why is that my favorite? Yeah. Um, You know, Cut Me Loose is probably one of the most pure genuine song i've ever written um and it was one that is completely factual every single word in that song um you know sometimes we create stories but that definitely wasn't one of them and so it was really a healing moment for me i felt like i was able to really understand that sometimes loving somebody also means letting go you know and those two things can also yeah. be um they can be used together so I, I really grew throughout through that song that song really taught me a, a real lesson Um and it was in the moment of writing that song that I actually like locked in that idea in my mind that wow. it's gonna be okay you know yeah.
0: so that's cool and then you were once quoted saying that you were brought into a world that was literally a melting pot how has that influenced your music
1: mm. Um. You know, musically, I, I see no boundaries. I see no, I don't see genres. I don't see, I don't see lines. Um, and I know it sounds like almost like cliche to say, but I genuinely, I genuinely don't. I, I, I think of music as more of this like huge spectrum of different colors and textures. And at any moment I can pull from any one of them um, and I can even mix them together and, and, and that can be okay. So I think I always try to find harmony in music and when i think of the melting pot i think of i think of jambalaya you know what i'm saying i think oh, of some gumbo right i think of the most delicious meal full of all these different flavors and somehow it all works together that's what that's why i make music and that's um that's definitely how it's leaked into my music for sure
0: yeah that's a great analogy um and then my last question for you Everyone has a different idea of what success is, but at what point in your career will you sit back and say that you've accomplished all of your goals?
1: Uh, you know, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think for me, I, I've already, I already feel like I am successful. I've already, I'm successful in my eyes. Um, and I think my thing is, is all about consistency. And if I'm affecting people's lives in a positive way, I'm successful and I'm happy. Like, I don't feel not fulfilled today as I am right now. Like, I genuinely am happy with my life and I'm just striving to always improve. I um, mean, in, in, in that process, you know, I will I will have new goals. So in this moment, I have my immediate goals, but I don't necessarily think that far ahead. I just... Stay in the moment and stay pursuing where where my heart takes me and where my purpose takes me.
0: All right. Well, y'all heard it here first on The Exchange, 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. This is Doria with Maurice Moore signing out.